When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that wonders is Gumby a twink? He's hairless. He's tall and skinny. He's, t- he's yeah. He's very lean. Yeah. He's old though, right? Like he's like he's, he was born in maybe the Gumby Gumbianados. Let us know. Um, this is Kyle Guts, and I am here. We are here uh, to bridge the gap between person, sexuality. Kyle. What? But you're not here yet because no one knows that you're here. Oh shh. Um, <laughs> we are here to bridge the gap between between sexuality and actuality. And today. Uh, you've already noticed that the other voice is not Mike Johnson. Mike Johnson is busy having a fun birthday extravaganza in another country. So uh, filling in for him as a guest co-host is fucking Dan. Hi. Now you're here. I'm <laughs> Now here. you're officially here. I'm here. Um, I'm queer. Get for, used to it. Yeah. Fuckers. Taking the show over. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's Kyle's this worst is, nightmare. <laughs> is it too late to rethink this episode? <laughs> Your first, my first and last time I've ever it. <laughs> Thanks for filling in. Of course, yeah, yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, we are going to talk about hate crimes. Yeah. Um, we uh, before we do that though, nice light episode topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean Mike's gone, so we're going to get real dark and dirty. Yeah. Um, in honor of Mike, though. I brought. (laughs) What the fuck is that? It's a 24 ounce BBR. Is this what they call a tall boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was. Is that extra tall boy? I don't know. It's real thick. Yeah. Like even you would have trouble taking. I feel like like a regular can is 12. I feel like a tall boy, a normal tall boy, is 16, and that's 24. Yeah. So that's like that's like that's like DP. Can. That's like two <laughs> cans in one. Two, I like the comparing of like, is this like one and a half dicks or okay? So in like honor, we both like extra tall boys. Yeah. So. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Uh, so in honor of you, Mike. Ah, uh, here's some beer. I don't know if I'm actually gonna drink it no, or if it's just gonna not. wait. It's gonna look at us in the corner. Yeah, we'll pour as it out at the end. Pour out one for my homie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but first, oh man, it's so weird. It's so empty right then. I thought you were going to say, but first, because that's what Mike always oh. does. You're no Mike. You can, <laughs> you can't be, you can't be, wait, what's that quote that you're supposed to say when you're a manager? They can't be a, the same version of you, but they can be the best version of themselves. Are you motivated now? Is that the quote? Okay. Um, but first, hang in there, <laughs> hang in there like a cat. Monday, <laughs> Mondays, am I right? Um, okay. Uh, thank you to Patreon members, Aaron, Sam, uh, Sam, Samwise. I don't know. Who's I'm trying that? to be Mike? It's like a Lord of the Rings reference, I think. Oh boy! Wow, you're doing real good so far. Then, <laughs> uh, Florian Schmidt. Shh. I, I got nothing. <laughs> Florian. No, this is really enjoyable. Flor. Florian, Florian, the only Florian in the machine. No, is the he uh, he had a, like a macaron shop. He's like a famous French baker. And <laughs> Richard Anand or Anand. I had a friend who's the first. No, no. I had a first name who. Dick Anonymous. What? 
<laughs> I'm not talking about your patron last from night. last night. Oh. Um, thank you to everyone for your patronage. And if you I got want his first to... name, by the way. Ew, why? <laughs> why do you need that information? Um, if you want to sign up for Patreon and get bonus segments and episodes, then go to patreon.com slash podcast. Thank you to everyone for supporting us. Um, it's worth it. Give it to me. I'm worth it. Do you want to talk about hate crimes? I do. Okay. Yeah. With I'm, that forlorn I'm sigh. S- I, I'm going to cry. Okay, cool. Well, you might, well, I don't know. You might cry during mine, but you're talking yes. about during yours. Okay. Um, uh, yeah, we're not doing news. That's Mike's thing. I could yeah. never, I could never fill that void. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing Everything was happened. chill. We were all happy. The Trump administration just took a week off. Oh, being garbage. I did hear that they, that two judges, like that thing Mike talked about where they were like, healthcare providers, eh, maybe if you're religious, don't worry about gay people like just oh, yeah, like yeah. whatever just kick them out or uh, two judges like blocked that and they were oh, like good. no you can't that's not a thing oh wow um so Ooh, that's also i have a news item oh okay i put it on instagram already but um that guy i, I don't have the facts um, brian something smith doesn't matter he was the like in hot cop mm-hmm. on sensei mm-hmm. uh he came out as gay yeah. and he's gonna put his dick inside man well maybe not <laughs> um have you seen the orgy scenes in sensei it, i've seen season one i got a little uh, i didn't make it through season two i didn't either it's kind of it drags but, yeah oh and no the, i did i did make it through all of it a little hard to uh, watch so yeah um yeah that was like a rough storyline for him and then like yeah and the cute icelandic chick yeah, yeah. Man, if yeah. you're not by, go watch that orgy scene and you will become. Um, yeah. uh, okay. Hate crimes. Hate crimes. That was the no news news section. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. We did it. We did, we did it. Fuck <laughs> you, you, Mike. Are, Mike. <laughs> um, Mike, stay in Scotland. We but don't first. need you. But oh, first. No. But next. <laughs> but after that. Um, okay. What we're going to do is we're going to talk about hate crimes and we're each going to tell one hate crime story. So we each did a little bit of research on a, a hate crime that we thought was particularly interesting, and we're going to tell each other those. Yeah. I'm going to tell you uh, about Ronald Gay. Oh. So this is one, a story that I found a long time ago and have been sitting on this longer than I've been sitting on dicks. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I've like, have had this story and like, this was a great opportunity to tell, uh, tell you about it. So. Before Pulse, the uh, Washington Post says this that I'm about to talk about, this hate crime, uh, is the last time someone successfully targeted a gay bar, which I don't like the word successfully targeted. That feels weird, but that's what <laughs> they said. Win. You win. You, you did, did it. it. <laughs> Game over. Congratulations. You, yeah, it's so weird. Okay. Um, so I'm going to play you uh, an audio clip oh. for from one of the survivors of this, uh, Joel Tucker. Oh, fuck. Uh, this is from the StoryCorps podcast, which is an NPR podcast, uh, episode 473. Wow. You know your sources? I just do that to annoy Mike. That slash fiction really sunk in, I guess. <laughs> God, I'm ignoring that. <laughs> so where were you when you found out about the shooting in Orlando? I cut on the TV in the morning that it happened, and everything that happened to me completely flooded back. My heart went out to those people so badly. So that was him talking about uh, his experience, like seeing on TV the Pulse Massacre happen Mm. and reliving this experience that I'm about to tell you about. Wow. Uh, So 
Backing up, Ronald Gay was born in Canada. He moved to the U.S. when he was 18 to join the Marine Corps. Um, he did one tour in Vietnam, and this like definitely had a big impact on the rest of his life, and I think contributed to uh, what happened later. He was a gunner protecting convoys. I don't know much about the military. All of it sounds shitty, but um, yeah. and his brother talked about one day. Uh, one of his, his his experiences, a truck blew up and his buddies were on it and he was in charge of picking up the body parts. Oh, God. That If that doesn't fuck someone up, you're heartless. I yeah. I don't know how how your brain compartmentalizes that and what that does to the rest of your life. Like, yeah. It's, my dad uh, did two tours in Vietnam. Really? And, like, the last time we hung out, he actually, like, talked more about some of his experience there than kind of we've ever talked about it and oh wow i know he's got some trauma and it's uh, it's affected him thankfully he's he's not a psychopath yeah so yeah well, and that's, that's real, he's a really nice guy yeah <laughs> and that's the that's the point that this is crazy and fucked up and can't imagine dealing with it also other people go through this and yeah. don't kill anyone yeah spoiler alert <laughs> there's a death in here um while he was in the military though Apparently his comrades, I wouldn't use that word, but I don't know what your army pals are called. Um, his, his cohorts, his, the other dudes in the bunk, um, taunted him about his last name and called him gay. Yeah. This surprise, surprise. Yep. Yep. Uh, this is the, like, this is the crux of it. Like, this is what happened to him. He was made fun of because of his last name. And this is why this intrigued me so much. Like it, it it's just because of his last name. It's, it's, it's his last name and people made fun of him. Like yeah. th so this is when this is starting. Um, I don't know why I feel the need to be fair to the army, but um, major David C. Anderson of the Marine Corps uh, said that there was nothing in uh, Ronald's. I'm going to call him Ronald because I don't want to call him gay the whole time. <laughs> that sure. feels yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, but Ronald's uh, record official record showed that he never complained about uh, being crass for his name, which right. like, because the stigma of being, the yeah, like you're not gonna that runs to mommy about that's being true. Th on the, he would know, probably the, get called gay more. Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna make it better. No, no. So like that, that's just Sadly. a silly. I mean, I guess you have to include that for objectivity, but it's just silly. Um, yeah. so he came back from being in the war in 1969. Um, he had uh always had a resentment about people making fun of his name and in fact two of his three sons or as his brother said at least two of his three sons which i don't know why he doesn't know the exact number um had changed their last name because they were teased so much i was gonna say like if you don't like your name you can change it yeah like that's a that's i know it's a pain in the ass but it's like it's possible people yeah do it, it is time. it's also shitty that like you would have to get teased so much that you change your name like that's you know so connected to your identity and yeah um yeah. And, and interestingly if he had kids it's likely he got married and when you get married it's like my understanding is that's like an opportunity where i think mm. it's even it's easier to change your name at that time but for men i mean it's not certainly not in the 60s I mean, yeah like yeah. men he would probably get teased for taking his wife's last name. Yeah. You know, and you said if he got married, cause you don't know, Oh boy, did he get married? Oh, five times. Wouldn't it be great if her last name was man and they just hyphenated. <laughs> I so wanted he, to be man gay. I know Ronald you meant gay. Man. I know you meant gay man, but I wanted to be man gay. <laughs> cause I like that. Okay. Um, and it, he took it really hard that 
at least two of his three sons changed their last name. Uh, his brother can't really recall, I guess. Um, some of the stories that people recounted afterwards were um, his stepfather said there was a time when uh, Ronald got dressed up and was going to the, go to the White House to ask the president why the word gay was associated with homosexuals. And I don't think he actually did that, but it showed up several times of like him being annoyed and frustrated about the fact that his last name started to, during the time he was alive, become right. associated with like gay, with, yeah. with dude peen. Yeah, pro- but when he was born, it probably wasn't no. really a thing and then, yeah. or, or barely. Yeah. that's And weird that he would, like his source of truth be, I'm going to go talk to the president. It's an insane I'm plan. I'm crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it. I, mean, I think after when con- you don't have the internet, I guess that's what you I guess you just back then you just went you to either the write a letter or you walk over to the president. Dear Richard Nixon, <laughs> dear Dick, Nixon, dear Dick Nix, do I you, hate my name. Do you, you hate your? You name? don't get it. You, <laughs> impossible to understand. <laughs> so we walked down to one, two, three Pennsylvania White House Street and was like, "Hello." Uh, they're like, "Sure, this is not the right address." Full facts. Um, Full you can't facts, correct me because you're Mike. Nope, you I'm just Mike. have to sit quietly and take it. You're yeah. good at that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Quietly, though. Oh, that's... Well, I don't know, I don't know you. Yeah. Um, okay. So, in, in the year 2000, things weren't great for him. Things didn't go well. He had a case of the Mondays for the year 2000. <laughs> so, it's like, cool, we survived the potential Y2K apocalypse. Like, yeah. that's great. But that was the best thing, I think, I assume, that happened to him. So, he was 54. Um, and... He got divorced from his fifth wife. Um, so uh, apparently his now ex-wife, uh, Laura Ramsey, um, had experimented with uh, women in the past and he didn't like that. Um, even though she says that she was very upfront about it and he didn't seem to mind. Um, she also said that she never got the sense that he was homophobic and she would and he would talk to her gay friends at parties, which is really interesting um, she did remember that uh, Ronald would make a point of commenting when the word gay was used on television to describe gay people. And he would say, they're using my name. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, I don't really trust her in this because like, I mean, spoiler, I already said someone gets murdered. It's a gay person. Like he, if uh, it, it's very clear, he's homophobic. So like this is, that's an insane thing for her to think or believe. But right. so got divorced. In April, he was burning his divorce papers, hmm. and he scorched his legs. So the, the oh, ambulance had to come out girl. and help him. In May, his house was destroyed in a fire uh, by a clothes dryer. You got to clean your lint. Clean traps. your lint traps, and once a year, clean out that. And tube I'm that not comes out. talking about your butt. Yeah. Um. There's like a special brush, I think. And you oh, really? Put it. You know, like the. That Wait, like, but are you? No, no, no. Well, I wish, but uh, uh, just imagining a special brush like at the car wash. You know those things that spin around. <laughs> we could get that one for like uh, rectal use. That's just like, just, like <laughs> super soft, but yeah. like oh yeah, man, just, like insert nice. and spin. Yeah. Anyway, um, oh, feels so good. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what were you saying? Something real? Okay. Anymore. Oh, lint trap. Oh, well, yeah. Can you really yeah. get a brush to clean out lint traps? Not the lint. So the li- there's like the lint trap, but then a certain amount of lint and like debris makes it past that yeah and ends i would stick in, my finger in and go around yeah, yeah. and get out yeah. everything else that's find in that there. one spot and just like press there and then i have to pee yeah <laughs> uh but the the tube that comes off your dryer that like goes to usually to the outside through a vent that like blows air 
I don't mm. know in a condo where the fuck it goes, but um, at my house, it shoots out the back door, basically. Um, Do you just have a like pile of lint in your back? Garden? No, no, no. There's a lint trap, but then there's this tube, and probably some amount get, makes it out that way. But you want to like use a special brush or have someone come to your home and like clean that out. I think it's once a year just to make sure that lint doesn't build up in there that then could catch fire. Shit. All this time I thought I was cleaning my lint trap. There's a second chamber. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so shit's going bad. House burns down. Butts. We talk, we were talking about <laughs> Look, you, you, I wasn't. Um, so later that, e- that same year, uh, his ex-wife, uh, Laura said that he tried to, or he forced his way into her home and he was demanding to see their four-year-old son, even though she had custody and he had signed something that said such, mm-hmm. um, he was upset about it. And after that, uh, Oh, so when he left, he said, uh, I'll come back and blow you all away. Oh, um, a judge foreshadowing do no danger watch out um it's not really foreshadowing if i say someone dies like that's just <laughs> yeah. kind of like directly okay yeah um i should have built more of an air of illusion or does someone or, die oh, maybe everyone survives it's the president someone doesn't have to die for it to that's be a true crime. that's true um, in this case, someone does. Uh, so the, a judge issued a protect, protective order requiring him to turn over his guns and ammunition. He was ordered to get a mental health evaluation. It is unclear if he ever did. There are so many failure points in this story. Yeah. I mean, like, it, I mean, it starts all the way at the beginning of like, it's shitty that people made fun of him. Yeah. Um, he was in, in the war, had to deal with shitty stuff. He had this like clearly violent behavior. And I don't get how you can he was ordered a mental health evaluation. I don't get how you can like, maybe we don't know. Maybe did. I don't know. Like no one like that. That seems like you have to like, if a judge orders a thing, don't you have to do it and prove you, get you a parking did it? Ticket, you pay it or yeah. else, right? Yeah. Or else you can get arrested. Yeah. I guess ultimately that I'm not it's... paying my parking tickets in hopes that a sexy cop will show up at my door. And then I'll, I have the music cued and it's good. Boom, boom, boom. Did you see? Uh, did you scour through the Instagram of that um, handsome uh, doctor? Handsome Donahue? gentleman that is coming to Seattle that we're going to try to see if yes, I did. Do you see his Halloween costume? No. In like a cop uniform. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, did, like, I did. It's great. It's like from like ten years ago, and he's like, "This was before I like realized how fucked up the criminal ju- injustice is." Oh god. And like, it's I liked what you wrote about it. And oh. He's like, and now feel free to sexualize me. I. You said that he likes. What's his name? Uh, Chris Donahue, I think. Hmm. Yeah. Doctor. Doctor Chris, Chris Donahue. Yeah. Tattoos. Mm. Handsome. Mm-hmm. Woke. So woke. <laughs> I hate that word. <laughs> I do too. Uh, so he very clearly had PTSD. So that was something his, like everyone kind of recognized and knew, yeah. um, but he couldn't get his meds. Mm-hmm. Um, which is another failure point. Like so many people are like, yeah, war, that's cool. Support the troops. And then like they need shit afterwards. And it's like, mm-hmm. um, his family knew he had mental problems and they were expecting to, su- su- for something to go wrong, perhaps suicide. So kind of like hope the best case scenario for his family was that maybe he'll just kill himself. Okay. I, w- <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fuck. Uh, wow. Wait, I have a thing on this. Oh yeah. So his brother, William Gay, Bill Gay, um, said, I can't help but to think about all those innocent people. 
If he had just done away with himself, it would have been better. Fuck. Do you think his brother's middle name was like Brandon? Will be gay. Oh, cute. <laughs> I want to name a kid that yeah. and be like, you're a faggot. <laughs> I'm Bill? a fucking faggot, sir. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, now we are at Friday, September 22nd, later in his terrible year. Um, he checked into a hotel that night in Roanoke, Virginia, um, which is where he lived. Uh, he actually talked to the people in the room next to him, uh, introduced himself. He, uh, apparently, uh, drank and talked to them and told, uh, this couple that he was talking to that he was going to go out for a Big Mac and watch some fireworks. Um, he gave one of them his room key and said, if he wasn't back by the morning, they could have everything in there. Um, and it also said if he didn't come back to watch the news. Um, Ooh. yeah. Uh, one of the wow. people, red flag, red yeah, flag, just red a lot flag. of, so yeah, so much. Um, apparently one of those people said he looked at me and winked and grinned, which is a creepy idea. He was wearing a black trench coat. Uh, he went to a restaurant nearby, uh, asked directions to a gay bar. And someone pointed it out and he said he wanted to shoot like here's a near one in Backstreet Cafe um, and he said he wanted to shoot the gays and he showed him a gun. So and then left to presumably walk to the place. They called the police then. Oh, thank God. I was like, is this another failure well, point? Yeah, it didn't well. help really. Um, so uh, but apparently for days he had been making threats about shooting gays. Wow. Yeah. So. Minutes after that interaction, he walked into the Backstreet Cafe, which is a local gay bar. He ordered a beer. Um, I read a little bit about the Backstreet Cafe. It's one of, it, it seemed like many gay bars, uh, a safe haven for people to go hang out, be themselves. And it even said that people, uh, not just for people in Roanoke, but people in Eastern Central um, Appalachia were willing to drive hours to go to this bar so that they can be accepted and another uh, one of the gay bars nearby. Did you ever see that movie Small Town Gay Bar? No. It's, I've seen that show up on Netflix though. Yeah, yeah. It's a great little documentary about like about that sort of... It's very different from my own experience where like I kind of always was close to like gay even as a kid like gay... Oh. Like, like Lambert House in Seattle which is a gay youth drop-in center and like dance clubs there was like gay areas and you know that sort of thing so i i don't haven't had that experience myself but like yeah. in like appalachia and like you know like literally you drive hours to the one gay bar where everyone from all over meets up and like that's the one place you can be yourself and, yeah you which we, and, and we have a lot of listeners that live in uh rural or less populated areas that have said that same thing to us of like we don't like I don't have, you know, there is that that mo joke Mike has made about like, well, there's one other gay, so I guess I'll fuck that guy. Like, <laughs> someone no. like wrote in and was like, yeah, that's true. Wow. And so like, yeah, that like to not have that and then have this bar where you can go and it's worth hours yeah. to drive to to get laid. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say to feel accepted and love, but you're oh. same thing. Oh yeah, I guess I've driven hours to get a dick. Oh, yeah. oh, samesies. Yeah. Um. Any whomsels. So back to the horror. Uh, so he horror a horror. He, this guy is a whore. <laughs> um, so he went in the bathroom. He got he fucked by like thirty dudes. And this is the story of fucking Dan. <laughs> oh wait, wait. Oh, wait, different wait, wait. story. Different papers. Hold on, hold on. Ronald Gay. Okay, Ronald. So he walks into the Backstreet Cafe. He sits down. He orders a beer. Um, he sees. Danny Overstreet, who's 43, and his friend John Collins uh, hug each other. Mm. 
and he stood up calmly and fired eight shots from a nine millimeter handgun. Danny Overstreet was killed. Um, six other people were injured in the shooting and uh, a couple people that were there in the bar. I have some uh, things that like quotes that they said to the newspaper. Sue Stroud said that she remembers fire coming out of the muzzle, ducking bullets, whizzing over her head. Um, she was watching people she knew drop to the ground. Uh, and a lot of this is being written when Orlando happened to like hear other similar events. So she was saying, uh, she said, quote, what happened in Orlando? I feel violated all over again for someone to violate that safe space. So tremendously. Um, Another person, Anna Sparks said uh, she was also at the bar. She said uh, she froze when the gunman opened fire Uh, quote. The guy was standing there with a trench coat on and the gun was going pop, 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 pop. And people were falling over everywhere trying to get behind booths. He just stood there for a couple seconds, then lowered the gun and walked out like nothing happened. So it was just minutes later. He was arrested and charged with murder. God, I, yeah, I, it's horrible. I cannot picture this. So I can't, I just can't imagine nowadays. Like I'd like walk around and think to myself, like, I'm at a mall or I'm at a movie theater or like whatever, but I just can't like descriptions of people falling down. Like your friends. I just, it's insane. One of the people, uh, Joel Tucker, who is the same guy that I played, uh, earlier. Uh, he is one of the people that was injured. Uh, he was 40 at the time. Um, and here is what he said still on that, uh, story podcast. He pulled a nine millimeter out of his coat and just started shooting. Danny was killed, and I reached back behind my back because I felt a stinging, and there was blood all over my hand. They took me to the hospital, and I was not out at all with anyone. The newspaper called in my room, and I was so paranoid and scared that I said something that I wish I would have never said, and that was that I was not gay and I was straight and I was there with my girlfriend. They put my address in the paper, and I was so afraid that I would be washing my dishes. It was a wooded area out from my kitchen. I thought, oh, my God, somebody's going to shoot me through the window because they know exactly where I live. I went back to work on Monday with the bullet still on my back. Jesus. Which that's... It's... Like... Comparing mass murders is a weird... Like, that's not... But just being gay adds a level of complication to this of... I'm in a gay bar. It is, you know, however many third. Oh no, two thousand. I'm like in my mind. It's so long ago that like yeah. these almost like, twenty years. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, and the news. If the news prints my name, which it did, like it outed several people that yeah. were there injured, and then put them in danger again. Put them in danger, and now you have to be not only afraid because like this is the fucking traumatic yeah. event that it is. Now I'm also worried that it's beyond that, that now people know I'm gay and it's even, I could lose my job. I could, my family could just like, so my whole entire life could fall apart. Yeah. On top of, because I I was shot back. Yeah. Yeah. And he said at the end there, he had a bullet in his back and this was Friday and he went into work on Monday because he was so scared that he would like, he can't admit like I was in a gay bar and I was like, got shot, you know, like, um, so, um, so Ronald confessed to the shootings uh, shortly after the attack. Uh, one of the police officers there said um, that Ronald told him he was shooting people to get rid of, in his terms, faggots. Ugh. 
Um, he had only we can use that word. Ronald. Yeah, Ronald. That's the one flaw in your plan. <laughs> that's, um, he there had been a, a bunch of other crazy stuff that he had said, and like some, I think he sent like stuff to the papers and like, wow. a, but I don't know like the timing of this, but other things he had said is that he was on a mission to make all gay people move to San Francisco to stop the spread of AIDS, which in the 2000, again, like all of this is saying in the two thousands, like that, like we knew stuff. <laughs> we did. Yeah. This was not the surprise. Like what's going on here. Disease. Like it's like, anyway, that's like, wow. um, and, uh, he had said that he'd been told by God to find homosexuals and quote, blow them away. That sounds like God. That checks out. Yeah. God, well, that's I mean, pretty read, much God's MO, right? I've read the Old Testament and yeah. it's pretty like, it's like, it's genocide like genocide after genocide. It's, it's basically like in, the Old Testament. It's like me playing SimCity and I'm like, ah, I fucked all these things up. Everyone destroyed <laughs> new houses, new people. Um, yeah. Uh, so he pled guilty to first degree murder and six counts of malicious wounding. Um, and, no, I read so many articles about this. No, we're talking about hate crime. This is very clearly a hate crime. Yeah. Um, he even said his motive was he his said motives were hate specifically what he was a doing. Protected class. Of yep. Well, maybe not at that time in that place. I don't know. Well, but. and that's like I did not read in anything any of the articles about it actually being categorized as a hate crime because the the point would be this is a hate crime, so you could get added like sentencing or whatever the right. fuck because of this and nothing right. said that. So I, my suspicion based on that is that it was not categorized as that or, or tried as that or something. Um, he, I think he's, he's serving for, why did I not write this part down? He's serving for, um, in a line. Nope. Uh, different separate ladies, separate. He does one after another consecutive. Concurrent. Consecutive. consecutive. Thank you. Yes. Concurrent is at the same time <laughs> yes. running in parallel. Yeah. I get you. I yeah. I knew that. Um uh can see <laughs> he totally knew that. I yeah. well I did. It's just it the two face. words. You're just testing me. <laughs> <laughs> this is the real time testing that you gotta get used to when you're hosting, <laughs> Dan. Um the difference between what you say? The hot seat. It's the hot <laughs> You seat. said hot seed. Okay. Oh well uh, okay. maybe later. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, so he's serving four of those sentences that you said. Um, back to back to back. Back to back to back. Uh, okay, so... To back. Four? Yeah. 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 Um, so, uh, same guy from the beginning. Guy that got shot in the fucking back. Uh, Joel Tucker said, uh, quote, I learned you've got to get up and you've got to keep moving and not let this destroy your life. This could have destroyed me and it did not. It made me stronger. That's... Wow. Greater man than I to be able to go through that and like what what pull through and yeah pull yourself up. What did you guys say in a few episodes ago? Pull yourself up by your (laughs) jockstrap. Yes, exactly. (laughs) We all could use a lesson from sexy capitalism. (laughs) Um, Like the thing that's like crazy to me is, I mean, I understand where it's coming from, but like him being like, oh, I wish I hadn't said I was there with a girlfriend. I wish I hadn't like, and that's like. I, I get that feeling. We all have that feeling of like, shit, like why wasn't I out earlier? Or maybe not all of us, but I at least do like, why was I not out earlier? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? And then like his case is so clearly like you had to survive. Right, like yeah. they're like 
there's clear evidence the bullet in your back yes that you were that you where you lived you were at danger yeah. of being shot and yeah. you were shot for being gay yeah exactly in, in this case for being in a gay bar yeah i mean very well could have like there could have been Apparently, straight people the, in that gay bar that got shot like, one of the newspapers said that there were non-gay people uh, that were injured but i also don't know if that's because people were closeted and set you know right, i don't yeah. know what that is but yeah. i yeah. believe in, at the pulse shooting too there it was a mix of oh really uh orientations that mm. were there and that were uh killed and, and injured yeah yeah um it's just like it makes it, sense there's probably a fucking bridesmaid party there <laughs> i wouldn't mind if they got murdered <laughs> no, I, okay I mouth say that. um yeah uh, I should say, mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about murders and hate crimes, and it's very, it's they're horrible. And like, I was almost in tears. Well, I was, bit, yeah, okay, fuck. I was in tears <laughs> listening to Kyle. Um, I was in tears when I wrote my own story. Like, this stuff is really fucking sad and really horrible and really hard to fathom. And um, it's very normal to cope with that by cracking jokes to like break that tension to get back to like a point where I can function and say my tell my story that's coming up and so uh if you think that we're being inappropriate because we're snickering a little bit or we're 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 having to crack jokes to get through this um I I invite you to to try it um or to fuck right off because this yeah. is hard and this is this is human this is how people deal with this stuff and i think yeah. these stories are important to share um and knowing our history and knowing what's happened to people in our community is important and um and, but but we got to get through this and we also have to fucking be entertaining this is yeah. a podcast <laughs> this is, i think we're a, ca- a comedy podcast technically um so. and now i'm gonna do a tap dance um yeah no i mean and that's like my entire thing of like growing up being depressed being in the closet being like everything that like what i have learned to get through stuff is making jokes and like that's how I get through uncomfortable situations. That's how I get through shitty things that have happened to me. Like that's just how I deal with it. And that may not be everyone's style, but then like then this is yeah. not then this is not for you. So yeah. I can understand. Wait that, for a next that, episode. Wait for the next episode when we'll talk about something lighter, like I don't know, abortions or something. It's not abortion. It's not it abortion. Anxiety though. Oh great. Is That'll that be uplifting. One? Or is it fruits? I, I don't, I don't remember. Know. Yeah. Something um, good. And if you didn't think fucking dan was gonna tell morbid jokes you don't fucking know me at all <laughs> and we're getting to learn more about you right now um i'm a garbage person no you're not no. you're beautiful on the inside that's what i've been told <laughs> i can't see from We've, that angle but other people but, said the gape is gorgeous the, <laughs> the gape, this is your new tagline the gape is gorgeous mind the gape <laughs> <laughs> okay t-shirt idea t-shirt uh do you want to tell me your thing? Sure. Yeah. Um, so I'm tempted to make a jab at you, but I'm not going to. Oh, why not? That's what Mike would oh, do. Uh, so I'm going to frame uh, my story by talking first about the victims rather than talking all about the murderer. Um, <laughs> I have no response to that. <laughs> no, no, no. I, yeah. Uh, Oh, I did lead with fuck off. I led with a victim talking about a survivor. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So go sit on your own dick. 
Okay. If you could. If I could, I would. Okay, good. I'd like <laughs> you to tell about you about the murders of Michelle Abdil, Roxanne Ellis, and Scott George. Okay. Um, so Roxanne Ellis was divorced with two children and living in Colorado Springs, Colorado, working at an obstetrics as an obstetrics nurse at a doctor's office. Uh, this is in uh, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, Michelle Abdul. I was born in the late 80s. Oh, fuck you. you were like 30 or something, right? <laughs> I was I was in high school. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were a late bloomer. Went to high school at the age of 30. And you might graduate someday. 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 Fingers crossed. <laughs> Hang in there. Just got to get through that physics class. Um, I <laughs> hated physics so much. I didn't even take it in it high was, school, which became my downfall. Oh, uh, yeah. We had this insane physics teacher that one time during, in the middle of class, he went sock check, jumped on the table, pulled up his pants to show SpongeBob SquarePants socks. And then he walked around to everyone and looked at their socks. Physics. I don't know. <laughs> That sounds inappropriate. Okay, sorry. Keep going yeah. about whatever sad thing you're going to say. Uh, Michelle Abdul, uh, she got a job at the same doctor's office, and the two of them fell in love and later became life partners. Mm. Um, so, lovely story. Uh, they were experiencing... The end. The end. <laughs> uh, uh, unfortunately, they started experiencing increasing homophobia in Colorado. Um, I remember at that time, Colorado, there was a lot going on there. Uh, and they moved to Medford, Oregon in 1990. Mm. Um, and, uh, in Medford, they spent their spare time restoring their old craftsman style house. Uh, they would do visits to Ellis's granddaughter. Uh, they, and they ran a property management business and, uh, they also worked as activists. Um, they were fairly public as activists. Um, and this is the most lesbian like life yeah, you've I, ever oh described. God, yeah. <laughs> like, There's a truck too. Coming. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Um, no, it's beautiful. It's just so lesbian. Yeah. Um, and notably they, they worked to fight against two Oregon state ballot ballot initiatives that mm. happened in 92 and 93. Um, and this is kind of why I picked this story. Um, cause I came out in January of 92 to my parents. Um, I was already out to my friends. And then in June of 92, I came out to my whole school. Mm. I did a video project for my junior English class. And at the end of the video, I was making out with this super dreamy bisexual goth boy <laughs> named James that I had a huge crush on. Maybe not the best way to come out, but uh, there's it was no like good... ripping off a band-aid. Yeah, there's no sure. good way. You just did it. I, I'm very impressed and proud that you came out and, and like there's not going to be a good way. There's no, not going to be a perfect way. Like good for you. That's, that's so awesome. And, and brave to do that, especially in high school. Yeah. Yeah. In 92 and Everett, Washington. Um, and so, uh, so the reason I picked this story is I remember vividly those, those initiatives. Um, and in particular, the, the guy, the guy that was behind them, uh, there, this founder of the Oregon citizens Alliance, uh, another one of those ostensibly Christian groups. Mm. Um, so this guy, Lon Maybon, complete piece of garbage. Um, and in 93, which was my senior year of high school, uh, the OCA, the Oregon citizens Alliance, uh, they introduced ballot measures in Washington as well. They mm. like they were from Oregon, but they like somehow like found anyway. They they bent the rules or found somebody to from Washington to do this. Um, and those ballot measures would have threatened the employability of people who were or were perceived to be uh, LGBTQ. Complete garbage. Um, thankfully, this grassroots effort um, called Hands Off Washington was organized, and it was huge. And like it 
thankfully stopped these. I, I can't remember if it stopped them from ever even getting on the ballot or if it just stopped it like they did not pass in Washington. Um, I had a hands off Washington sticker on my uh, oh. my Chrysler LeBaron, I believe is what I drove I back don't then. Know what that is. <laughs> it's like a it's a sedan, like yeah. a very boxy '90s sedan. Um, my first car was a Pontiac Bonneville. Oh, my, I, don't, I don't know what that is. It was. Is it a big White car? Plain. No, is no. Actually, it was a sedan. We had a station wagon, a brown station Ooh. wagon, and my mom was like. Don't make the kids drive that. My dad was like, why? They'll just, because it was like older. And my mom was just like, did not let my dad give us the Uh, brown station wagon. I love station wagons. Like I went, my first car was a Volkswagen Bug, which I crashed. (laughs) And then I inherited my mom's Chrysler LeBaron, which I dented. (laughs) And then ultimately, I think it was like before I went away to college, my parents kept sort of just like, as they traded up cars, they would just like pass along to me and like sell whatever I had. Uh, and I ended up with a Mercury Tracer wagon, which was f- my favorite car. Uh, I treated that thing. I don't think I changed the oil for like four years the entire time <laughs> I was in college. And it still like just drove. Um, and now I have a Subaru Forester. I just love. You that. didn't crash the last one? Uh, mm. you no, have, actually. <laughs> that You have to think about that. Yeah, okay. I don't think I did. Um, anyway, I digress. Mm-hmm. So, um, so the story is sort of, I, I didn't know these people uh this i don't remember this story back then per se but like i remember this time vividly it was i was it was one could call it peak gay for me (laughs) like my parents were starting a p-flag group in their neighbor like (laughs) in their area to help other parents like after they came to terms very quickly with my gayness and they were marching in pride parades back then and i was in like youth groups and like this was this is i was forming my gay identity at a time when like there were I went to school skinheads and mm. being openly homophobic was like n- not that looked down upon you yeah, know yeah. and it was very normal for ballot measures to be being put on on things so um, unfortunately not eh, so different yeah. <laughs> no but yeah like that it, it's very changed, different time for yeah, sure yeah like now thankfully as you guys talked about I think in the last episode or the one before about like you know Democratic presidential candidates mm. get called out for not just like anti-gay past history, anti-trans past yeah. history, like which is great. Like, yeah. you know, be accountable. Um, I also want to like to be real clear about what the OCA was trying to do. This measure nine, one of the two that they were doing, um, it was going to add the following text to the Oregon Constitution. All governments in Oregon may not use their monies or properties to promote, encourage, or facilitate homosexuality, pedophilia, sadism, or masochism. All levels of government, including public education systems, must assist in setting a standard for Oregon's youth, which recognizes that these behaviors are abnormal, wrong, unnatural, and perverse, and they are to be discouraged and avoided. Um, so this was a one of their one of the patterns in a lot of these measures. <laughs> is like they pair they throw homosexuality in with things that are already illegal Mm. um yeah just like you put the word next to other words and and didn't you say this was a christian group doing this pedophilia like that's the pot calling the kettle a child fucker like (laughs) yeah that's yeah anyway yeah um and so uh measure 19 the other one in oregon uh was going to restrict library access to materials related to homosexuality. Mm. 
couched in this like anti-pornography like mm. let's protect children from pornography but like oh your definition definition of pornography apparently includes anything related to homosexuality yeah i see what you're doing there you pieces of shit yeah yeah uh, but somehow any kind of straight relationship is not that's just to them natural so it's just like and it's like says so much about people that they assume gay like just gay alone is now porn and sex like yeah why is that what well. you think like okay don't talk to dandy's people because that will just confirm your beliefs but you know yeah. no um there are plenty of heteronormative gay people out there that will change your opinion about what gay people are if you think they're all like me um all right uh, so enough about me. Uh, <laughs> so uh, jump forward a little bit here to 1995. And 27-year-old um, Robert James Ackerment lived in Stockton, California. He was a former Air Force. Uh, he was, well, he was former Air Force. I don't know what position he held exactly. Uh, he had an MBA from Golden State, Golden Gate University in San Francisco. So not, not, not like, not a complete fuck up, <laughs> uh, arguably. In May of that year, he quit a 4K a year job at Roadway Trucking in LA. Uh, he began drinking heavily. A lot of this had to do with, he basically blew all his money on a stripper in Las Vegas that he was trying to like woo, that he was like in love with, wow. in quotes. Um, I hope she was beautiful. She must have been. Uh, but she rejected his advances. Um, he was kind of like crushed by like, he felt like, this business degree was getting him, it was a waste of time and he wasn't getting him anywhere and he couldn't find work. And now he was broke and his credit, he like, you know, maxed out his credit cards trying to like win this girl's heart and driving to Las Vegas to see her. And mm. so he wasn't in a great place. That's um, what heterosexuality does to you people. Yeah. This, this is my view of heterosexuality. <laughs> yeah. Strippers. Yeah. And trying to woo. <laughs> and MBAs. <laughs> That's so straight. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Bro. Bro. Um, so, uh, jumping ahead now to December 4th of 1995, Roxanne, uh, she went to an appointment. Remember they were, they ran a property management business, uh, the two of them. She went to an appointment with Robert Ackerman, uh, to show him, uh, either a townhouse, a duplex or an apartment, depending on which article you sure. read. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray for facts. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the, I want you to write into the papers and be like, like hello, you don't know it? me, but I am fucking Dan. And I would like to correct this on your paper. <laughs> there was, uh, there was other like things where I was like, which one is it? Yeah. Like, was it four days or three days? Yeah. Like, yeah. ah, anyway. So Ellis, uh, or Roxanne Ellis, she, uh, called her daughter, Lori around 4 PM to tell her she was going shopping. Supposedly, uh, some of this apparently was, it, there was a lot of like allegedly. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Michelle, her, uh, Roxanne's partner back then marriage wasn't a thing yet. Mm -hmm. Illegally, they were life partners though. So I'm tempted to just call her her wife, but, uh, Michelle left the office at 5 PM. Um, she had heard that Roxanne needed a jumpstart. And so she was headed to go meet her at that townhouse. And, uh, later on Roxanne's daughter, drove over to the apartment complex where this all was supposedly happening and she saw her mom's pickup there. So Roxanne had a pickup truck checks out. Yep. And then while she was like, before she could go like say anything or do anything, the pickup pulled away hmm. when she tried and like she tried to follow it, but couldn't. Um, That's weird. And that was, that was the last anyone saw of them. 
Wait, does she know if they were in the pickup truck? Uh, it's does she say. know who? Okay. Yeah. Um, oh. Yeah, that, which is interesting because yeah, so you know they they go missing. Friends and family are putting up missing persons flyers. They're you know they they reach out to the police, and uh, ultimately they weren't seen again until their bodies were discovered. <laughs> Here it goes. Sorry. Um, I'm such a crier. Uh, <laughs> Roxanne and Michelle were not seen again until their bodies were discovered three days later, maybe four days, depending mm. on which paper you read, sure. uh, in the back of Roxanne's pickup truck after a cable TV working, a worker reported the vehicle to the police. So he saw like a vehicle in a weird spot, thankfully reported it. Uh, what the police found was the women had been bound, gagged, and blindfolded with duct tape and mm. shot twice in the head. Um, they were then wrapped in drapes and covered in cardboard boxes. And so filling in the story a little bit here, Ackerman had cornered Roxanne. And this is the the guy that the, that they were showing the condo townhouse thing. Yeah. So when Roxanne was showing him the condo, supposedly he like cornered her asking her for, to write a check because he needed money for his stripper girlfriend that wasn't really his girlfriend. Um, she refused. He then like held her at gunpoint lured Michelle to the townhouse under the guise of like that Roxanne needed a jump start. Oh fuck. And then moved them to this second location away from the apartment, which is when the daughter saw the pickup truck truck drive away. So he might have he was in there yeah. with them at that yeah, like I think presumably all three of them like were in the in the pickup truck. Oh my maybe. god, that's yeah. so close. That's like ogle. Yeah. Yeah. To like literally see your mom drive away in a car in a truck that you now know was yeah, like the murderer was in and like in like that's so something fucked. you could never have thought of or planned but yeah. like late in retrospect that must be horrifying to have that yeah oh okay yeah yeah um so he took him to that second location forced him to lie down in the back of the truck and then shot them both in the i'm head. getting like chills okay yeah 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 and i'm just gonna cry <laughs> um at the time of their murders, Roxanne was 53 and Michelle was 42 and they'd been together for 12 years. Um, so Ackerman was arrested over a week later. Um, he had gone back to Stockton, California and the SWAT team found him there. He was then taken back to Medford uh, where he admitted to killing Roxanne and Michelle uh, but at the time claimed it was a botched robbery that he was just trying to get money for his stripper girlfriend. Um, the claim was he wanted to spend the money on Ala Kazova is this the stripper. She said, Ala said uh, during his trial that he was nothing but one of my best customers, quote unquote. Uh, but that, sorry, quote, one of my best customers, <laughs> end quote. But that that he had spent thousands of dollars attempting to woo her. Uh, he also at that time uh, admitted to the murder of 23 year old Vesalia man, Scott George, who was a family friend. That just came out of nowhere, right? What? Yeah. So this prior to murdering Roxanne and Michelle, he had he was driving around in his truck with a family friend, Scott George, who was like showing him around town. And later I'll explain sort of what why this happened, but he shot him in the head, he threw up uh the the guy who got shot threw up, mm. he got mad at him for throwing up and shot him again. Oh my god. <laughs> And this was sort of out of the blue, like just reached down. He had just put a silencer on his gun and like some of the reports where he just 
he claimed he just wanted to see how that worked and Jesus. like just had this impulse. Got mad at him for throwing up. Yeah. Um, and then he dumped the body down a mine shaft on his father's <sighs> ranch. And so, yeah, this, this is the stuff he admitted to like, yep. Killed them. Also killed this. By the way, BT does <laughs> kill this other random dude. Yeah. You might as well know that now. So at the time of his arrest, he said he wanted to be executed by lethal injection then a month later, he pleaded not guilty, and uh, ultimately his lawyers filed motions to overturn Oregon's death penalty, which, yeah, good try. They're really aiming high on that one. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. did he, why, did, how did he plead not guilty? Is it insanity or otherwise? Uh, otherwise, I believe at that time, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And so on December 20th, 1995, he was arraigned for, uh, the charges were aggravated murder, kidnapping, and robbery. Uh in interviews so he did interviews with the oregonian newspaper and he said quote i couldn't help but think that she's 54 years old and had been dating that woman for 12 years isn't that sick that's someone's grandma for god's sake could you imagine my grandma a lesbian with another woman i couldn't believe that it crossed my mind a couple of times lesbo grandma what a thing huh uh, he added that learning so d somehow during the conversation of the townhouse it came out that she was a lesbian it came out that she had a partner that was 12 years younger than her that they've been you know together for t like a long time uh, he added that learning that the women were lesbians make quote made it easier end quote to kill them uh, but he claimed the motive was robbery at that time still uh, during another interview from jail, he just got an urge to kill them that he knew, quote, if I ever get desperate, I could always go shoot people and just take what they got. It's the American way, end quote. <laughs> yeah, he's a real piece of work. Uh, when asked what, what he liked about murder, he said... <laughs> Wait, okay. <laughs> yeah. When asked what he liked about murder, that's a weird... <laughs> that's Diane a Sawyer, question. come yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Have you stopped beating your wife? Uh <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, leading question, but when he asked, he was asked if he liked what he liked about murder, he said, quote, it's not a like feeling. It's maybe a little relieving. It's interesting. It's no different than shooting your child, your, ch sorry, not children, oh, gosh. shooting your chicken that just lost in a cockfight or putting your sick dog to sleep or shooting at tin cans. I really haven't cared about people my whole life. End quote. Yeah, a uh, jury sentenced him to death <laughs> October 27th, 1997. Remember remember that date, October okay. 27th, 1997. Um, so during the so that's when the jury sentencing happened. Prior to that, however, August 8th, 1996, he wrote a letter to his hometown newspaper, the Stockton Record. And in it, he admitted the murders of Roxanne and Michelle were because he found out they were lesbians and that the murder of Scott was because George, uh, Scott George, uh, was because he had made a pass at him. Mm. He said, quote, originally I was nervous about inmate reactions to my reasoning for killing in that they were hate crimes against bi and homosexuals. So I invented the money motive. Now I just don't care what people think, including the jury. They can kill me for all I care. I've never liked life anyway. End quote. Ooh, that's like so this is dark for so many. Yeah. yeah. Um so he, he like literally in text said these were hate crimes. He admitted <laughs> in text this is a hate crime Je against bi and homosexuals. Jesus. That well yeah. lawyers kind of missed the boat on that one. They're too busy trying to overturn <laughs> Fuck, this, yeah. the constitution or whatever yeah. to, um also that sounds uh very gay panic defensey to yeah. be like he but he hit on me like i 
Um, yeah. He also threw out the classic, like, well, I was molested when I was a kid. Mm, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. so are a lot of people asshole. Yeah. 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 That doesn't mean you get a free pass to no, murder people. No. In a follow-up interview with the Stockton Record, he also said, quote, I've known bisexual women, and that's cool. I have no problem with that. I have no compassion for lesbians or bisexual or gay men. I can't deal with it, end quote. That is Double some standard. <laughs> it's only because you watch porn and think it is hot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when you're attracted to something, then you get it and you don't care. But then when it's something, the same thing, but with two dudes, you're like, wait, but I'm not attracted to that. So now it's gross and I can, like... It's just so in straight people logic yeah. like that is how many straight people hate homosexuality, but also watch tons of lesbian porn, you know, like not me. No, I'm, <laughs> no I've no. never, I was trying to think I've watched porn where ladies are involved, but yeah, I probably watched lesbian porn. Knowing I don't me. think I have. I watch a lot of porn. I used to. <laughs> At now some I'm, point. Now I don't actually that much. Now you live porn. Kind of. Mostly I cam when I want to get off. I don't look mm, at porn. That's so... I watch people live jerking off or fucking live or whatever. Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. You're lost. Uh, <laughs> so, like, it's pretty clear this was a hate crime. Yeah. Like, he kind of straight up admits yeah. it. Um, uh, and in a press release on August 21st, like, after this letter came out, but before jury sentencing, the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force... Uh, who had already requested a U.S. Justice Department investigation of the case as a hate crime, mm. said, quote, this story is not about Robert Ackerman and his demons. It is about Roxanne and Michelle and their deaths. They were mm. intentionally and methodically executed by a killer who admits to destroying them because they were lesbians. The evidence in this case and a larger social and political climate for gays, lesbians, bisexual, and transgender people excuse me, transgender people speaks to the constant threat of hate motivated violence perpetuated against us all End quote. And reports of the time indicated Oregon police were skeptical of his confessions in the letter that the murders were hate fields. Like they didn't mm. believe this new letter. And so they didn't bother like, so this wasn't tried like as, as a, hate a hate crime. crime. Yeah. That's, I mean, both of these cases it's insane because they said it like they they just straight up say it yeah <laughs> straight um <laughs> so it's insane that they're not tried as such yeah yeah i mean what's the fucking bar i like was if, just thinking that yeah like yeah and if if i remember correctly in one of these articles which I, I didn't copy this but like the bar is not that the only reason they killed them was they were gay it's that a component of the reasoning for killing was th- that they were a protected class of mm-hmm. citizen. Like, and what I don't know is if at this time in Oregon, like in, you know, wherever they, you know, where it was in Medford, Oregon was, was, was being lesbian part was of any like pr- protected protections, any hate crime. It may have been limited to like race or hmm. religious, yeah. whatever. Um, I don't know that Mike would have known that, but you know, you're stuck with me. <laughs> Mike will be sending in a correction via voicemail <laughs> shortly. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe that's what we should do. We should send him the, um, the raw tape and, and, be, like, and what? be like that call in with his corrections. Like you guys, how do you guys know so little about law? <laughs> um, We're not political science majors, Mike. Yeah. That's why I know how to say bonobos and you don't. Oh, it's bonobos. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Bananas. Ben- <laughs> That's really cool that like there are so many stories that we don't hear about, or at least I don't hear about, about people like the people you're talking about that are Roxanne and Michelle, like fighting for rights and equality. And we owe 
so much of protections and uh, like you know legal like legal change and social change to people that we don't always hear about so yeah. that's really cool that you talked about that and she had to lose such strong advocates yeah yeah Check out uh, Making Gay History, the podcast that tells uh, you all about all the gay history you might not know about oh. and all the people, the interviews. It's so great. It's interviews yeah. with all of you. I haven't listened. Making Gay History? Yeah. making It's like it, it should be required listening for like be, people have in the past said, oh, like you're teaching me about LGBT stuff. And I don't. That makes me so nervous because please don't <laughs> like don't do that's if that's what you think we're doing here please we try, don't but well we say some stuff but then we say other stuff and yeah. so this is like a guy interviewing people that were involved in equal rights and like involved in Stonewall and involved in all of these things that you may not know about wow. and it's there it's like firsthand interviews oh, wow. with these people oh, wow. people that created the Madison society people yeah oh you'll you'll be cry. sobbing crying yeah, yeah a lot yeah, yeah 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 I'll have to like balance it with some like big fatty and yeah yeah, yeah. or cut an onion while you're doing it <laughs> blame it on that but yeah it's so good that yeah definitely listen to that but um, so a couple more things. Oh, right. Uh, so in January of 2011, so he's he's you know he's on death row. He's mm -hmm. you know he's in the Oregon State Penitentiary. Um, his sentence was reduced oh. to life in prison without parole uh, because he was diagnosed as delusional and unable to aid in his appeals. Uh, so he uh, you, they they can't give the death penalty <sighs> to someone who's like apparently hearing voices and cuckoo crazy and huh. like so i don't know if that's that was already that mental illness was already in place before or if it yeah developed while he was in prison that's a weird conundrum of but if it what if that's a new thing if that wasn't at the time oh that's okay yeah interestingly as of 2011 he was that was when he was being tried for the he was being sentenced for the murder of Scott George. And so he remained uh, on death row at that time because that was again, like the yeah. other murder. That the he had the to, like, other murder. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stay here because you have a whole nother murder that we had to figure out. Yeah. Jesus. So fucked up. Um, and so this is why I remember that he, his, the first conviction sentencing happened on October 27th, mm -hmm. um, 1997. You uh, sound not super confident. I'm scrolling at October 27, 1997. Okay. Uh, so just this, uh, uh, just over a year ago on October 26th, 2018. So one day short of 20 years to the day from when he was sent away for the murders of Roxanne and Michelle, he was found dead in his solitary cell uh, during a routine morning check. So there's no one else had access to him. I, I guess you know guards could but um you know he wasn't in a cell with anybody else uh a spokes spokeswoman uh tanya gushard for the correctional facility said there was nothing suspicious that we know of just dead and i tried so hard to figure out like any follow-ups on that and i could not find a single article that followed up and like, once they found the cause of death they kept saying like cause of death is being investigated so we, you don't know like it doesn't say anything about like and there was a noose around his neck or right, and yeah. there like, yeah, I'm assuming that there was nothing suspicious indicates would, that like maybe he had a heart attack yeah, or, huh. you know, I don't know. And his real name is Jeffrey Epstein. 
I don't know. Is that a reference to something I should know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's the, the the pedophile that like quote unquote committed suicide while he was in uh solidarity solidarity solitary 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 uh, while he was playing solitaire solitaire solitarity i can't do that his anyway body was covered with bruises but or like- well it, it's something like they like lost camera footage and like there there are all these things that are like he did he did not kill himself like yeah. other people kill him because he'd be really damaging to like particularly the conservatives and republican party anyway that was a really funny joke that i just explained <laughs> we love it. Sorry. sorry your story okay yeah um, <laughs> yeah so that's it he was 50 years old Jesus. um and found dead 20 mm. years after his conviction um and then i just wanted to cite my sources i uh i got info from ap nerd <laughs> from the ap news from kobi5 news uh from a kuow article by conrad wilson and uh multiple san francisco gate articles by david tuller stephen a chin and charles barres uh as well as wikipedia kind of helped me find a lot of articles um yeah hmm. And that is the deaths of Roxanne Ellis and Michelle Abdul and Scott George at the hands of Robert Fucker James McGee. Ackerman. <laughs> yeah. Good job. Thanks. Wow. You didn't lose it. Like I didn't cry only a little bit. But like, yeah. I good job. That was really interesting. Yeah. 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 It's hard. I cried so hard while I was writing this so many <laughs> mm-hmm. times. I just kept getting these waves of like, how sad this is yeah. like this what is, is these you know they had kids and grandkids and what is it be i mean like yes but there's a like there's a lot of sad things that we see in here on the news what is it about this that uh sparks i mean you? some of it just like it's very easy for me to remember like to think back to that time and to remember what you know that time in the pacific northwest and um you know, I was 17, 18 years old and I was going to school with skinheads and I was marching in anti-fascist rallies and like it was, it would like, it felt like the threat felt real then and like to read a story that like, yes, the threat, the threat was real. Like these activists, these, a grandmother, arguably grandmothers, you know, like had they been legally allowed to get married, I'm sure they probably like I can make a probably a fair assumption that yeah. they would have. I mean, um yeah, that they were they were murdered simply because they were they were lesbians and this guy thought that was gross and he was desperate for money and his life was falling apart and he kinda took that out and you know this guy scott maybe made a pass at him maybe just revealed he was gay somehow or bi and and that was enough um also i'm an empathic metamorph so this shit just like i get overtaken sometimes don't get stuck as a falcon (laughs) okay (laughs) why a falcon wow oh that's from animorph from what animorph Oh, I don't know what that is. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> do you want to take a break? Is that like furry porn or? No. <laughs> Animorphs dot sex segment from episode. <laughs> no, uh, that's the book series by K something Applegate, and it's about people that morph- we'll talk about it over the break. Do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Break. This is the part where Dan Kyle take a break. We're back. No. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> are we here? Are we back? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Are we back? 
we're back. <laughs> so natural. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah, yes, yes. The answer is yes. Uh, we are going to do our gayest and straightest, uh, but but first, but first. Oh, you do listen. Um, <laughs> I'm right there. Very, but not necessarily yes, mentally. Yeah. Um, but first, uh, Mike. So we said Mike is traveling, so uh, he wanted to leave a little message for y'all, which. You're going to hear right now. Hi, I'm Mike. I'm doing whatever dumb thing I'm doing. This is my voicemail. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Din, din, din. Fuck you, Kyle. Blah. Hi, I'm in Glasgow. I turned 41 like two hours ago here. Um, I'm here with Kelly, who used to be my neighbor, but she moved away because she hates me. And with Fraser, who's from Scotland. Hi. Yeah, great. Um, great. <laughs> Um, just so everyone knows, we're all drunk. Sorry, Mike, I'm talking now. No, good. Do it. Um, we just went out to a, a couple bars that our friend Fraser took us to. Thank you, Fraser. Um, he's the one who has the beautiful accent. He's also known as Scotty McCotty. Mm-hmm. Um, please see the Facebook group for the post from Mike of a photo of Scotty McCotty. Yeah. And also from <laughs> Fraser. Anyway. Okay, at that random place, we saw a drag queen use a staple gun to staple <laughs> banknotes to her flesh. And American she, and British. American and British. And she stapled a note to her tongue with a staple gun. That was fucked up. And Michael, that's why we gave her $5. Dan would love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Dan would love the fuck out of that shit. So, for Michael Johnson's for first birthday, <laughs> we went next door uh, to the polo lounge and we made out on the, no, um, we, got, <laughs> we got drinks uh, and sat by the piano. Uh, but I think we need to tell the listeners about Buckfast. I don't know what Buckfast is. So it's wine, but it's also malted. So also. it's caffeinated wine. It's caffeinated. It's caffeinated, yeah. No that's wonder why. I was up until eight. Exactly. So well, it's basically Scottish bum wine, but I would love for Fraser to describe it. Buckfast is a tonic wine, which is... What does tonic mean in this sense? Uh, I don't actually know, but it's 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 a concentrated wine, which is a higher level of alcohol than the normal regular wine. So it's, it's the, the drink of choice for... Youngsters in Scotland and bums, and occasionally people never grow out of their buckfast phase <laughs> and end up drinking it as adults. <laughs> like Kyle, Kyle was definitely in the buckfast phase. <laughs> oh, Kyle. Okay, great. I'm 41. Hooray! We did rugby. Oh, oh wait. Yeah, you, well, you did rugby. No, we you watched, watched rugby. We yeah. watched it. And then yeah. we watched and we watched Fraser play. Yeah, game. then Fraser had a match. He plays on a couple teams. He's actually very talented. Fraser is actually a, he's six foot six. So again, look at the photos when we post them on the game. Jamie Fraser. <laughs> Fraser, Fraser. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he plays there's actually a gay team that he plays as a part of, and also his county team, Falkirk. It's tell awesome. Us, <laughs> <laughs> Fraser, tell us about gay rugby. Which one knows? It's gay and it's rugby. So, so gay rugby is, is just like rugby, but it, it's gay. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but like, what? Like, is it all the players are gay? Like, what kind of makes it? So, so gay rugby is not gay rugby. It's inclusive rugby. So, the team is filled with 
uh, both gay and straight men. Um, also some uh, trans men as well. Uh, that's it. That's enough. Kyle has a sense of already. Hi, um, Kyle. I'm 41 now. Happy birthday to me from Scotland. Enjoy the episode, whatever just happened. Because I hope I make it. I hope I make the cut, Kyle. Love you, man. <laughs> uh, Fraser actually listens to the show. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like he knows way more about me than I know about him. Um, I, I also I forget if I told you guys that while I've been in Scotland, so Dan and Kyle recorded an episode by themselves yeah. on Sunday. So I have no idea what's coming out tomorrow, but it's going to be. You don't even know like the topic. Did talk? I do. It's going to be a hate crimes. Mentioned. Um, oh, maybe we should talk said, about Scottish hate crimes. <laughs> he said um, Tyler is now replacing you. Did you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> You've done a casting while I'm gone, and, yeah. and Tyler, hot Tyler, is going to be. Who's Tyler? Actually, I know Tyler. Tyler's, Tyler's just a generic American male name. Oh, wow. Or Chad. Tyler or Chad. Yeah. Or Cooper. <laughs> Cooper? Oh, I love Cooper. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Oh, my God. Thank you, Mike, for saying that stuff that you just said that I know about for sure before I edited this. Um,. Okay, so before we do our guys and straightest, I, we've already um, upfucked this entire episode with our new, like, this style and format. So instead of doing all of our contact info, I just want to give a reminder of the not three, but four R's. We're upgrading. Upgrade, upgrade. Upgrade. Level up, level up, level up, level up. Baby, let me upgrade. That's Beyonce. You're Sierra. Sierra. I know. Um, I only know Sierra, about that. Sierra, Sierra, Mrs. Russell Wilson, <laughs> Sierra Mist. Um, so we would love you to, if you have not, to rate, review, subscribe, and recommend. So any of those things are very simple, quick, easy ways to uh, help us out. If you like the stuff we're doing, um, it really helps us to get reviews on iTunes so that we show up for more people or recommend to a friend that you think might like this. So we make our gayish community a little bit, a little bit happier, a little bit a little bigger, a little bit bigger, a little bit happier. We like it bigger. We like it bigger. We like it happy. We like we it like friendly. It we like it we cozy. Like it okay. Well, you've diverged into, <laughs> um, and you have a thing to say. Oh yeah. Which, so, uh, we're going to, Dan, why am I reminding you of this? <laughs> you have to both co-host failure. and production assist simultaneously <laughs> um so you're gonna get annoyed with us asking for this no but, you won't they love uh, it they love us uh so we're we're fast approaching episode 150 and if you've been listening since the beginning or if you binged us you know i'm that so sorry <laughs> <laughs> uh at episode 50 uh the guys did a uh like a q a uh for episode 100 we did the q a crazy live, live thing yeah. that was your first episode that right? was my first episode Aww. yeah yeah um that's when you guys got stuck with me yeah um and so 150 uh is following in that pattern we're gonna do a q a but it's gonna take the form of kind of a quiz show uh, newly wed game sort of thing <laughs> where we're going to ask Kyle trivia questions about Mike and we're going to ask Mike trivia questions about Kyle and maybe for Patreon we'll be asking mm. both of them trivia questions about me oh, so um, I didn't know that 
a new idea just uh, now are you yeah. oh my god you are mike you're <laughs> dropping a new idea on us no, just right I here i thought about it but i you know i'm responsible for the patreon oh, segment so oh, okay I oh I my should, god yeah i thought that'd be fun maybe you're taking a see no, which I of you knows me better yeah i like we'll that. get a, like a, a buzzer <laughs> i don't know probably not that's a lot of work <laughs> okay no we won't do that but we'll just go mm, and yeah. that's gonna be really right. fucking annoying yeah. i like that idea yeah so um so we need your help um and so uh we thought it'd be great if listeners could send me and send them to me send them to fucking dan at gayishpodcast.com um, or, or if you don't like to type Dan at gayishpodcast.com Because that's fewer characters I understand yeah. um, But send them just to me Don't send them to the guys uh, and So that only I see them Yeah we don't we'll, we won't know the questions going into the episode So that's yeah. so yeah uh, Dan will just get we actually set up An email for this specific purpose So <laughs> yep. we really hope you take advantage of it And yeah. we won't know the questions until Dan You tell us them on 150 yeah so um the the idea was for like maybe things that they should know of each about each other that have come up in the episodes that you know the answer to some people are taking it as like oh, asking questions that like nobody like i don't know the answer to and, and just see how well we know each other. i yeah. don't remember the shit we've talked about so that'll be interesting right, yeah. just that alone Kyle but doesn't remember anything oh yes he, he has like a little bracelet that has his address on it <laughs> <laughs> to make sure he gets home please bring me home if i'm not conscious <laughs> that checks out yeah yep yep um You've been there. yeah so send those to com. and if you have if you, you you're happy you're welcome to send me other stuff too some people have been sending me really sweet notes oh. and like personal stuff and like I'm, i've connected with one of our listeners and like we bonded over something and it's really cool and like i made a new friend and i'm like not like Mike makes new friends with listeners, but you <laughs> not know, that kind of friend. Not that friend. Um, so, so yeah. So we also each have an email address that you can send us individually if you want to, and mine is danatgishpodcast.com or fucking danatgishpodcast.com. Do I have one? Kyle yeah, at Kyle gishpodcast.com. Gish oh, cool. Yeah, and Mike Mike at gishpodcast. Yeah. So yeah. they're fairly intuitive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mike is spelled with a Q. <laughs> you figure out where. <laughs> um, it's, <laughs> it's it's a silent. It's Q. M-I-K-E. Um, do you want to do our gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. Let's do our gayest and straightest. Uh, right. Okay. Fucking Dan, why don't you go first? I oh, want to wow. know what you want to, what you have to say. All right. So uh, where's my... There, there you go. So my straightest thing this week... Um, Wait. This is the first time you've done this. I did it once before, I think. Oh, really? Maybe on that 100th episode. I don't know. So, but it's been a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah, you well, guys don't, don't let remember me do that. this. No. Nope, yeah. we don't. We keep you real quarantined. Yeah. Although I thought, you know, me full of ideas. <laughs> uh, we've talked about doing a polyamory episode yes. at some point with me and like a and bunch of And all my... of your boyfriends. <laughs> well, it's going to be a 10 hour episode, <laughs> five minutes each. It's... We're going to buy a lot more microphones. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, I thought it might be fun for that to do our like most monogamous and most <laughs> most polyamorous thing of the week man you're just using this opportunity to drop so many different ideas that then we'll have to do because you know. said Once it it's on air except you're editing you can edit that's me true i'm just you gonna it's rearrange just, all my words no i think it's just gonna be me I on this episode and mike if you don't if you hear, if you hear me not talking to anyone it's because i literally edit out all of dan <laughs> this is just me in this episode <laughs> fair Okay. okay, anyway. So I bought a house back in July, and I've been, uh, as one of my big first projects, I've been framing a wall, and it has a, at like a, a big garage. They took the original garage, and then they, from like the 
40s and they added a like a, a two-car garage in front of it so it's it's a big space most of it's gonna be my workshop and some storage but in the very back i decided to frame a wall put it frame up a wall i've been hanging drywall i've been insulating uh, i put in a uh, and then i put in what i call a scooby-doo wall so there's like a, a door that's hinged not on the edge but like part way in so you have to like like move a secret latch and that oh like oh my god unlatches. you have a secret door uh-huh. that's so i watched cool. a lot of scooby-doo as a kid <laughs> and, and in college well hallucinogens <laughs> and as an adult um i just love like i went to the sarah winchester mystery house as a kid and like in uh in california and it's fucking insane and there's like you know doors that go to nowhere and stairwells that go to up to the ceiling and don't go anywhere and like i just love like hmm. weird stuff like that and i love i love a what i call a scooby-doo wall yeah. like a secret door um and this one's not a bookcase but um it just if i do it right it should just look like part of a big pegboard wall full of tools but one of those tools when you turn it wow. unlatches the door and if you press in the right spot it opens up oh my god just like you yeah <laughs> what are you gonna put in there in your secret room so my gayest thing <laughs> is the secret so room is my, it's my dungeon play space okay i mean i wanted nothing more than you to say that so yeah, thank yeah. you for so there's already a sling hanging from the rafters <laughs> i'm gonna be putting like a full-size bed with like play sheets and you know play I, sheets are they like latex or they're like waterproof sheets yeah yeah and then i don't know what else i don't know what else i want oh. in there um i don't know if i want a secret chair <laughs> um, not as into uh, Did you see I posted activity. I uh, posted a picture of a chair that looked like it had a hole like started in the middle that was like sitting outside the church that's by oh. me so if you, oh. if you need the makings of a of a fun secret chair there you go LMK right on the right on the side of the road the right r- right by the dumpster of a church big fatty big Come fatty get it <laughs> I did I posted that on Twitter and was like is this did you lose this <laughs> uh, um what about you oh what my you, god your such a good lady and it's like week. you've been hosting this whole time um uh so oh, I host plenty <laughs> do you it's a <laughs> difficult thing in Seattle um <laughs> the gayest thing is I was chatting with I th- I feel like this is a very uniquely gay experience and you can help confirm or deny I was talking to this guy on Grinder, which I was like you are so attractive that I have to have sex with you I was like kind of waffling if like I want to do it but I was like no like you're too attractive for me to pass up this opportunity that's yeah. a whole other issue I'm sure but and then I was like okay what's the address he- here cool what's the room number which I do when I get there and he's like oh by the way can you make a reservation on this link? So like ended up being, I didn't do anything from there, but presumably a sex worker. Oh, Oh, Oh. So I like got, it's not catfished. It's like, right. He dogfished or I don't know. Like, yeah, he was, he was, we got all the way to like, okay, exactly. (laughs) Wow. And then I felt shitty. I was like, Oh, oh, but he's so hot. Like, of course, someone that hot, like, oh. wouldn't actually want to, like... Don't go down that road. It's too that's, late. That road has already been traveled. The road you much... You have banged much, plenty of hot dudes. That's true. I've watched you make out with hot dudes. Have you? Yes. Oh, yeah. You've told me about it later. Yes. Okay. <laughs> the straightest thing about me... Um, I mean, so I got a haircut on Monday, and there's yeah, so many... Great. Thank you. Oh, my yeah. God. Thank you. Tell me more about what you like. It's about so it. no, much it, more in control than when we were. Yeah. Okay. That's part of the thing is like, I did not plan ahead to 
do this before I was going to record video of me and see Davy Wavy in person and go to a sex hotel. Like it was after that that I was like, yeah, I should probably do that. And also when I sit down in the chair, I'm like, do whatever. And she's like, okay. Like she just like, I don't give her any instructions. You give her carte blanche to like, just yeah. Go it didn't town? start that way. Oh. She was the reason she's a really good hairstylist is when we first, when I first met her, she was like, okay, he, like I told her what I was thinking. She's like, okay. And told me every step of the way, here's what I'm going to do. I'm here's gonna like, this I'm gonna, hair. Is that okay? One, two, so two, two. It took 17 hours, but it was, so now, but no now cons- I trust her. You just have blanket consent with yeah. her. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's I mean, like me with she's some never, people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my uh, ex, ex boyfriend, Jay Z, who I was just like, if I'm asleep, you can fuck me. Uh, oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah you know how like i have like a key in a lockbox that like a whole bunch of people know the code to no come to my house and they can get the key and come in my house and start the episode want. over this is what we're talking about <laughs> keys and lockboxes are you serious yeah, yeah 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 it's been used yeah not at, not at my new place but when i when i lived in the duplex like i once woke up in the middle of the night with someone on top of me and i didn't know who it was and like and then like you know, just my like underwear were pulled down and like I got fucked and a load put in me and then like my underwear pulled back up and like they left. Wow. That's it was hot. like dark and yeah. And I knew, I know it's one of a certain number of people. And once the dick's in me, I'm like, oh, I know who it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Your butt is like a little bit. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, hey, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like uncut. Yep. coach if it's curved big and curved a certain way it's Mm -hmm. big bro Mm -hmm. if it's got a pa it's daddy like you know yeah yeah um okay now this is something i'm gonna do uh from now on uh, is i'm going to be reading listener gaius and stratus uh because you all (laughs) i this is one of my favorite things you all post so often on all of the variety of medium uh like your gaius and stratus and i love it so much so i'm what uh just want to make sure mm-hmm. when we do this. So this is this is a new thing we're gonna do. Like uh, regularly, leave yeah. it on voicemail, send it in text. Yes, uh, put it, uh, put, uh, it on, put it in Discord, put Discord, it on the Facebook, Facebook group. group. Like, however, Discord and the Facebook group are kind of a Facebook group in particular is a closed community, um, and and we don't want to out anybody from those things. So I, I, I want to make sure we're careful about that. Um, we I, will not say your name if it's in the Facebook group or the Discord. If you post it to some kind of public place like on Twitter. If you send it, yeah, if it's in public or if you send it on voicemail, text, we, yeah, on voicemail. Like have, if you want to hear your voice on the air, leave your guests yeah. and straight us in voicemail. We would love that. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, like help us out if you want, like you can use this or, you know, if you're, if you're putting it, if you like putting it in the Facebook group or you like putting it in the, cause there's even a, a channel for guests and straight yeah. discord. <laughs> there like, is. Let us know, like, you know, okay to use this. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that we can protect people's uh, privacy. Privacy, yeah. Have you you did not stall long enough for me to find one because I didn't do oh. this in advance. Um, yeah. Dan, this is the real ta- when the real t- tap dancing starts. Go. Yeah, and maybe we should start. A, well, I like the idea of it being coming in different forms, but I was like, mm. maybe we could start a specific email for guest and straightest that like always th- like oh, send it to that. Mike, Mike seems to be able to do that shit real fast, oh. but I don't know. I'm not going to sign him up for shit while he's No, now's the time. gallivanting around. <laughs> I would like to wherever. sign Mike up to fuck one listener every week <laughs> for the next for the next year, 2020. That's 52 listeners. Yeah, yeah. I think we have fifth, we have it. at least 52 listeners. Now that he's like in back in the saddle. Back <laughs> wink. Okay. 
All right, so this is one that would was posted in our Discord server, which uh, people have been asking about the link. Um, you can we're trying our best to make it a little bit more obvious, but uh, it's on the website uh, by the other social media. It's in the Facebook group uh, pinned to the top. Um, so in the gayest and straightest channel in our Discord server, uh, I'm just reading the two most recent ones that uh, so uh, someone's gayest uh, recently is that they uh, just started a trial for their skincare routine. Um, I got a month uh, sample of exfoliator, a charcoal cleanser, and a moisturizing balm. A little strange to do considering I've never used anything like it before, but my face feels nice and clean. Aww. Skincare's gay. It's pretty gay. Yeah. Although... Um, People ask me, like, How, why do you look so young for your age? Oh. And I say, I'm greasy as fuck. <laughs> I don't Does moisturize. That... I barely I... use sunscreen, but I'm oily. Like, I put. Does that uh, help? I put daddy's uh, nephew on my shoulders when we were at Disneyland, and he put, like, put his hand on my head, and he's like, You're oily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah. Thanks, small that child. Checks out. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then. Someone else before that uh, said, can't think of a, a gayest at the moment, uh, but this would definitely be my straightest and sent a picture of a 30 pack of Tecate, <laughs> which I think is beer. It looks beer like. It's uh, like Corona. Cor yeah. yeah. Yep. That is. Those are. It comes in cans, which makes it straighter. Yep. Yep. Yeah, uh, it's a Mexican lager. Mm, one of my. The only I hooked up with a Mexican like. lager once. <laughs> <laughs> um, which those are. Perfect gayest and straightest. Thank you for sharing. You're all gay and straight no matter what you say or do. So yeah. just remember that. And thank you so much for listening. Dan, fucking Dan, thank you for guest co-hosting. We really Special appreciate it. Special thanks to Dan. Special me, thanks to yourself. <laughs> um, and uh, I don't know. Thank you to everyone that's been hate crimed. I don't oh. know. Yeah. Um, uh, but thanks for listening. And uh, uh, that's fucking dan i don't know how to do this now without mike that's fucking dan i'm kyle getz until oh. next week be butch be fabulous be you that works right stay sexy and don't get hate crimes <laughs> goodbye Bye. interesting i have not touched this water next <laughs> <laughs> Only the wine. Jesus can't tell the difference. <laughs>